Welcome to The Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Eckelkamp, joined today by Bradford Warner, Farm Mobile's Vice President of Business Development and Sustainability. Bradford, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Margie. Happy to be here. So today we're going to talk about how data creates a system of record for ag retail and farmers. I guess to get us kicked off, tell us a bit about Farm Mobile. Sure. So Farm Mobile to me is just was, has been a fascinating company to watch over the last couple of years. I was actually with a private equity backed holding company in ag at the time when they got started. And we actually subleased uh, space to them here in Kansas City with their very first development team. So that's how I got to know Jason Tachi and, and several members of the development team early on and was really fascinated about what they were doing. I had worked a little bit on some agricultural information systems products prior to that um, that probably ended up being more bleeding edge than, than leading edge, Margie. And uh, what I saw they were doing was so critically important to the industry because everywhere we seemed to look, whether we were talking about uh, field data individually or aggregated sourcing data for a region, or economic performance data for rural development purposes, uh, or of course sustainability and kind of impact data, everything we found was a gap. I mean, there was fractured data, there were parts of data, there was data locked up in different silos that a company or an OEM or somebody owned and it was not complete enough to really help formulate things that were of value back to the farmer and then of course to the people downstream that, that wanted to see it in more of an aggregated way to make different conclusions. So. That's what very much attracted me to the Farm Mobile uh, value proposition uh, from the very beginning. So once I knew they'd gotten to a very resilient method to get that data to where even if a machine you know, falls out of cell service, data is still being stored and then bursts back up to the network and it's being cleansed and organized, that got me really uh, excited to kind of take a different step in, in what I was doing in food and ag more generally, Margie. Yeah, I, could you share perhaps, and maybe we can go in depth a bit here on how Farm Mobile is helping bring forward that data that really matters to ag retailers and their farmer customers. Sure, you know it's not a it, it's not a, a situation that maybe has received as much attention as it needed over the last couple of years, and and not to say that there aren't really well intentioned efforts going on in terms of data interoperability or better data standardization. Um, but, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right, Margie? And I think it, some of the stuff that Farm Mobile had spent a lot of money investing in over the last couple of years is now being looked at in a totally new light, uh, not because of the, the data itself, but as it's being used, right? Data is not of, of any value unless it's providing insights. And so I think specifically now that we know people want to manage fleet operations, you know, for retailers, that's a, that's a massive opportunity in itself. We know now that people can use subacre resolution to manage their fields into a P&L system, particularly if they're then using that data inside an FMS, that there's a lot of upside to that, even in the U.S., right, the most technologically developed ag market in the world. And then thirdly, wow, now there's a whole new conversation around what is a carbon asset, what is a water asset, uh, what is it worth? What does it mean? How do you verify it? And guess what? That all seems to be coming back into the system of record playbook that obviously, you know, farm mobile teams have been working on for the past 
four or five years. So it, it's kind of exciting to see it come full circle. Yeah, Bradford, you're cracking open a lot of different things I want to dive into. Okay, so uh, maybe let's talk about quality and completeness of data layers and how ag retail and farmers need to keep those concepts top of mind to take advantage of some of these emerging opportunities. Sure. Well, the first thing I would say, Margie, and we should talk about where there kind of are gaps or fundamental mental flaws, but is that you, you have to think about, and this is something I learned outside of ag, but it's common in logistics and IT and healthcare as well, is that there's always a, a three-legged stool to make good information exist in the process and its technology. And all three of those have kind of been gaps within ag, as you'd expect within any other industry. The good news is now I think you see more mines, and we've had, for example, a really productive relationship with the Agricultural Retailers Association to say, let's make sure the right people are at the table. And talking about uh, sustainable outcomes without retailers, uh, which is what's happened, unfortunately, more often than not, you got to fix it at the people level and make sure that people understand what their value is in the equation and that their voice is being heard overall. From a process standpoint, uh, like you said, there's a lot we can unpack about why fundamentally data has usually been fractured and incomplete. And then, of course, the technology itself, well, that seems to be the thing everyone focuses on in many industries. That's in some ways almost the easiest to solve for because people are much harder to work with, right, <laughs> culturally than uh, getting two machines to talk to each other uh, at a fundamental level. So I think specifically you'd say, well, why, why do we have this problem? We have massive OEMs who work in the space, who have huge budgets, why, why should that be a problem? Well, I don't know about you, but it's pretty rare I've ever been on a farmstead or with an ag retailer where all the machines were one color. It just, it, it doesn't happen and it probably shouldn't happen for good competitive reasons. So I think when you look at why is data often fractured fundamentally, it's because it's coming off one type of a machine and that's not getting shared with, with data uh, that comes off another color machine. And it's not enough that you get both, Margie. What's important is that you get both and then you're able to stitch those together and ensure the same level of data quality between the both. So you're apples to apples to apples, no matter where it came from. Um, and not just by color, but by type, right? There's a huge amount of variation that can come in based on speed and swath width, et cetera. And you have to be able to look at the data at a very fundamental level to make sure you keep a, a high level of integrity in it. You mentioned the partnership with the Ag Retailers Association. Could you share a bit more detail on that? Sure. So we reached out to the ARA uh, last year, and I'd worked with affinity programs in other industries to where you say, how do we assemble an effort that is a benefit to the members of an association because there's a, a virtuous cycle being created, but it's also a value to the association itself. So we formulated a strategy to say, hey, let's look specifically at where maybe retailers have been neglected in a, in a value to them and find a way to address it together. And the ARA staff in DC is just, Man, of many of the associations I've worked with, whether, again, it was healthcare or logistics or others, they are really focused on their members and the needs that their members have uh, as advocates. And so it was, gosh, just a matter of weeks before we had really formulated what made sense as a way to look at an offering that would look at fleets, 
and you've obviously covered fleet and fleet optimization, so this is nothing uh, foreign to you, Margie, but it's fundamentally a big opportunity to allow them to increase their profitability, you know, reduce time where machines are sitting around idling and translate that into better working time uh, for what they can be doing in the field. So you're reducing expense while you're hopefully raising revenue, which is a huge virtuous cycle. And if you can do that with not just the machine data, but now you're also getting the agronomic data, right? This is a whole new springboard into another economic conversation that the, the scoop has done a great job looking at, which is how do you convert more uh, acres into digitally engaged acres that are more profitable and more productive and obviously have a better environmental footprint. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, Bradford, do you have an analogy of what fleet management and this kind of data analysis allows ag retailers to really do? Well, I mean, one analogy that we've talked about in, with, with different groups and uh, obviously people that are really member focused like ARA, people that are also industry focused like the Fertilizer Institute, which is, hey, imagine if we were doing this uh, in the aviation industry. And we knew that we were probably not maximizing the product productivity of our fleet. So we're probably losing money because we don't have enough people on enough planes and we're not maybe turning planes in the right routes. And then on top of that, we have tremendous pressure coming on us as being identified as bad boys uh, from an environmental standpoint when it comes to things like greenhouse gas emissions. So it's an analogy, right? But it's one rooted in reality. Well, the aviation industry has obviously done a great job spending a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get great metrics, where planes are, where they can turn them, how they maximize efficiency, and imagine what state they'd be in with COVID if they hadn't done that. So I think now when you look at and you go and buy a ticket on Delta Airlines, you can directly look at the offset you want to buy from a carbon perspective to that trip, and they've done it because they know and they've, they've got great metrics coming off what they're doing. I think the same exact thing can happen in ag and in with retailers. So you'll know what was the carbon footprint of a field specifically by what working time and what products were applied. So if I could ask then directly, what does ag retail have to do with these emerging markets such as carbon and water quality and sustainability? Well, that's the question of the hour or the year uh, or, or maybe the decade in some ways. Uh, again, when I started working in sustainable sourcing programs probably seven years ago, people weren't even talking about the retailer, right? You often had a consumer packaged goods company um, or an NGO sponsor, and then you're trying to find ways to uh, cajole or, or, or almost force producers to start tracking some data. And, and people hadn't really realized that, well, Fundamentally, the retailer should be part of every one of these conversations because not only do they have the best relationships, most consistent relationships with those growers, but by golly, they represent some of the biggest carbon um, and environmental impact to what goes on in that field, right? Because you still have a lot of farmers in the U.S. who are outsourcing uh, key functions in herbicides and pesticides and fungicides and fertility treatments to a good ag retailer. So to me, there's a huge benefit to getting them in the conversation as early as possible now going forward, because not only do you need that data, the farmer needs that data as part of the equation, but they represent a big opportunity to improve um, total yield productivity. 
And, and when I say that, Margie, I think you know it. I don't just mean trying to raise yields, right? That was a goal that uh, I've seen many people chase in this industry. But what good is a higher yield if you lose more money doing it, right? So when I say total yield productivity, I'm talking about the cost of all the inputs versus the value you get out of it and the output that you take off that field. Yeah, a fascinating conversation about just optimizing everything we do in agriculture. You know, is there one thing that Farm Mobile does that you want to make sure folks understand or, or, or you can shine a light on and a spotlight on? Sure. I think the, the biggest piece of IC maturing in ag right now, which is really a source of massive optimism, is that we're realizing that, again, providing fractured or, or incomplete data is of almost no value. It's of no value not only back to the farmer because they can't better manage things at a subacre or the retailer to manage things at a subacre level, but that fractured data, Margie, isn't of much value to the folks downstream, to all the well-intentioned CPGs and processors that are trying to uh, source more sustainably, to the non-governmental organizations, the really good progressive ones out there, like the Nature Conservancy and the World Wildlife Fund, who want to see us all be more productive, but they want to do it in a way that respects the profitability of the growers and the retailers who are there. That fundamental thing that obviously we're trying to do at Farm Mobile is say, let's Let's not provide another competing platform. There are great farm management systems out there today, for example, but what the industry needs is a, is a data as a service provider. Again, this exists in healthcare today, this exists in the logistics industry, but saying, hey, it's our job to make sure the best quality data gets to the right people at the right time. And yeah, there's, there's a cost to that, but at a couple bucks an acre, that's a very small piece of the pie uh, compared to all the expenses that go into a field. And if a couple dollars an acre can not only get data that satisfies all these different parties, but it becomes the fundamental verification for good carbon assets, uh, we're hoping that there's a, a significantly positive ROI associated with that. Well, Bradford, definitely a topic we're going to continue to discuss um, as so much is developing around this. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If folks want to learn more about what you guys are doing at Farm Mobile, where can you point them? Well, certainly you can always uh, reach out via farmmobile.com. There's obviously a ton of video assets, case studies, uh, etc. Uh, you can obviously easily find work of what we're doing online right now with the ARI. Um, there's obviously pilot opportunities working with us, but like I mentioned, people like the Fertilizer Institute. Uh, reach out to any member of our field team or support team or myself personally, and, and happy to see how we can be of help from a data perspective. Well, Bradford, thank you for joining us today. Thank you to all our listeners. If you want to find us, join us on Twitter at Farmers Advisor, and we always accept your recommendations for podcast interviews. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop. Thanks so much for joining us.